You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List Online, and my name is Andrew Mackay-Smith. The interview subject that I have coming up for you, it's a legend. We have so many legends on this little indie podcast of mine. This one is the guitarist in Corrosion of Conformity. His name is Woody Weatherman. He's been there since the bloody beginning. And the reason for the chat with Woody is to promote the 2020 Tour of Australia by the band Corrosion of Conformity. Now, I know the first date doesn't occur in Australia, but I'm going to read it out anyway. It's in New Zealand on Tuesday the 4th of Feb at Galatos in Auckland, Wednesday the 5th of Feb in Adelaide. So the cross, we've crossed the ditch now. We're in Australia. All these dates are Australian. Wednesday the 5th of Feb, Adelaide. You've got one at Lion Arts Factory. Thursday the 6th, Perth. You've got one. Amplifier Bar. Friday the 7th, Melbourne. You've got one at Max Watts. Saturday, yes, got a gig on Saturday here in Brisbane, the 8th of Feb at Crowbar, I will certainly be at that show, and finally Sydney, unusually, you've got a Wednesday show, 12th of Feb at Crowbar, I think the band must be living it up between the Brisbane and Sydney show, and more power to them for doing that. So here he is, anyway, Woody Weatherman from the outfit, Corrosion of Conformity. Hey Woodrow, it's Andy Bikosmith calling for our chat, how are you going? Hey, brother. How you doing, man? Man, I'm pretty good. My uh, apologies for my voice. It sounds like as though I've been screaming at a football match, but I actually just went to see Obituary Trevor and the guys in Obituary last night. Um, nice. Yeah, it was fantastic, and I didn't even realize that I'd screamed myself hoarse. <laughs> but there you go. <laughs> Must have enjoyed it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I love those guys, man. They're, they're good friends of ours, man. Really cool dudes. Wonderful. Yeah, well, let me tell you, mate, they uh, they have not slowed down one bit. They are still as menacing and as massive as a steamroller on bloody, you know, rolling down a hill without nice. brakes, mate. It was an incredible show. That's awesome. Mm. But, mate, you guys are coming down here too, man, and uh, I've got to tell you, as you hopefully know, and some of the journalists before me might have already expressed, but you do have a fan base down here, a, a very positive fan base meaning that they are looking forward to you coming down and I'm included in that and I've got to say mate the latest album No Cross No Crown it's probably the album that I have enjoyed the most out of yours and I'm an old fan you know I go back to oh wow go back go back to Deliverance and I'm not as old as a lot of but you know in Australia where we sort of got things a bit later back in the 90s got Deliverance love the album Wise Blood classic stuff but this one here mate I think might be your best so ah. You, you've had an incredible career, Woody. You really have. Uh, I mean, you must have a tremendous sense of accomplishment in what you've been able to achieve so far. I, you know, what the, I, I have a tremendous sense of, of appreciation for uh, what you were just talking about, the, the fans, you know, that have, have made it all possible. You know, I mean, obviously mm. we could, you know, play guitar till we're blue in the face and write albums till we're blue in the face, but if nobody... Uh, supported us and 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 bought them and you know uh, came to the shows. I mean, it really wouldn't. Uh, it, it, it allows us to keep going, you know. So mm. you know, my my tremendous sense is a uh, a sense of appreciation. But yeah, I mean, it's I'm I'm proud of the band and just proud that we're still here. You know, I mean, just the fact that Definitely. we're able to come back to Australia again. You know, the last time we came as a four piece was 19 years ago, That's and right. uh, supporting Pantera. You know, it's been that long. It's crazy. And, and uh, I don't know why the hell it's been so long, but it has. Uh, mm. But we're going to make up for it. You know, we're coming back and, and uh, we're all extremely excited, you know, to uh, to make it back and, and, and be able to play all these 
all these tunes. I think, uh, mm. you know, yeah. we've got a, we've got a selection brewed up from all the, you know, some of the albums you, you just mentioned in your, uh, uh, when you were just speaking a so, second ago, yeah. but, uh, yeah. just trying to keep it real, you know, like, like our obituary brothers, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I, I've got to ask this, mate. I mean, you, you're, you're the primary songwriter, I guess, right the way along with the tremendous riffs that you brought into the band. So did you write No Cross, No Crown principally yourself and just bring the other guys in to sort of fill it out, fill it out for you? No, no, to be honest, man. I mean, I'm, I am one of the songwriters, you know, I do contribute, but we, we all do. I mean, you know, uh, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a team effort, especially, I would say, maybe this last album more than any others, because the majority of it was was written in the studio you know we Shit, uh really wow. we didn't yeah we we did not have hardly any material i mean everybody always shows up with riffs and ideas and, and thoughts but uh really there, there none of the songs uh, w w with the exception of maybe two uh really existed before we hit the studio and so it was uh, a little bit different for us you know uh, we we weren't like demoing songs you know for months and figuring things out like we had done on previous albums some of them but uh it was a little more spontaneous and, and i'd like to do the next one like that too you know but uh yeah. but really i mean you know we everybody contributes man you know mike mike's got monster riffs of course pepper mm. you know monster riffs and and uh between he and mike they 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 handle the lyrics you know uh okay. it's heavy on pepper's end heavy on pepper's end but uh but mike dean also uh chips in and um, you know, if, if the rare occasion pops up that I have a, a lyrical idea, I'll throw it out there, but that doesn't happen very often. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. <laughs> I well, pretty much just stick to the guitar, you know. Well, you do, but you do a bloody good job. And so, for example, I'm pretty sure I'm right in saying, is it Matra's DM? That's yours. And that's a, that's a stunning piece. Uh, well, you know, uh, you know, that, that actually, that particular instrumental is a, is Pepper's. Right, gotcha. Yeah, it's a beautiful that, piece of music, him. that one, mate. I really enjoy looking forward to listening to that on the album. Yeah, man. I mean that, and, and you know that's that's another thing that uh, we always enjoy doing. Those little kind of instrumental, I don't know what you call them, uh, interludes or whatever. Yeah, but definitely, yeah. it was. Uh, I think I think we got some inspiration from from uh, Sabbath originally on that shit. You know, because you know how they would always have yes. a, a couple of those things in there, and it was like. Uh, it, it was inspirational for us, you know. We've been doing that uh, for years and years. And you, you do it bloody well, and, and that alludes to something else, which is the quality of your back catalogue. We sort of mentioned it a bit up the front, but holy moly, mate, you've got 10 studio albums, if I'm not mistaken. There are a bunch of EPs, some other compilations and the like, but, mate, how on earth do you pick an Australian set list? Well, you know, exactly. Yeah, it's tough, man, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 you know... Every time you put out a new album, you know, uh, you want to at least uh, address that album and support it, you know, have them, you know, play a song or two. And uh, so that's 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 how we've been approaching it. You know, we sure. we've been doing uh, maybe a song or two off the new one, sometimes a couple more. But uh, but we love going back and, and you know, uh, grabbing a few off of the Deliverance, Wise Blood, Volume Dealer, you know, uh, yeah. uh, in the arms of God. We've been we've been uh, jumping on some of those tunes that we haven't played in years and years and just having a blast doing it. It's uh, it's so much yeah. fun to be able really to have that that back catalog to, to jump out of. You know, it's it's uh, it, but it's like you just uh, insinuated it can't 
it can be a little hard to, uh, mm. you know, coming down to picking the, who gets to choose what, you know, what song to put in the set list. But uh, somehow or another, we make it happen. Mm. Mate, I've got to ask because I had a chat to him on, uh, for the promotion of No Cross, No Crown, but uh, how's, how's Reed traveling? Well, you know, that's, that's, it's a, it's a little bit sad at the moment. He's, mm. he's been working on his health and, and, uh, you know, he, he's had a setback here very recently, but we're, okay. we're just all wishing him well. Yeah. And, uh, he's, uh, you know, he's working on his health and, you know, that's, uh, you know, we yeah, just, we, we, we think about him all the time and, and just hope he can, he can make it back, you know, and, and, uh, and continue like it was of uh, it. But, but in the meantime, uh, our, our good friend from Manchester, Great Britain, uh, John Green, has been sitting in on the skins and just doing a fantastic job. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, no doubt. And yeah, I mean, I, I love Reed's drumming. I've got to say, I'm a bassist and a musician myself, and I think he's such a wonderfully musical drummer. He makes decisions yeah. behind the kit that very few other people do. I find he's got a lovely swing about him. I mean, you, you play up. There, he does, man. You know that swing that he's got, and very few drummers have that in rock and heavy metal. Yeah, he 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 definitely brings a swing. Reed Reed is a, a phenomenal drummer, and we just uh, we're wishing him well, man. You know, mm-hmm. mate. You, you were uh, talked about this a little bit too, but you, you are a, an outstanding guitarist, very influential, and I hope people have given you that feedback. But mate, what got you started on the guitar? Was it that typical, you know, Tony Iommi? Um, Led Zeppelin, or tell us how you got like everybody else. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, partially. You know, I, I I grew up. You know, my my father is a musician. He he he. Uh, I grew. I was a. He, he practices a completely different kind of music. You know, a little more. Uh, uh, you know, they call it. Uh, you know, the leaning more towards the bluegrass and, oh, yeah. and what they call the old time Appalachian music. You know, we're here in North Carolina, the old mountain music. You know. Yeah. So I grew up with that, and and he he plays many instruments, but uh, you know, I, I wound up acquiring a guitar at a fairly young age, uh, you know, 14, 15 years old, something like that. But, Mm. uh, started out with an acoustic and that didn't last long. You know, (laughs) I was like, this fucking thing does not make (laughs) enough noise. I need, I need something with a electrical cable on it, you know? So I, I upgraded to the, uh, to the electric guitar shortly thereafter. And, um, Mm. you know, I mean, luckily we, we found the, the right people early on and, it was it was a very short period of time before uh, corrosion of conformity was rolling, you know. So we were we started out as young men, and we're we're continuing on as uh, as not so young men. So we're, <laughs> but we're still here. <laughs> Isn't it interesting? I'm in my forties, obviously. If I've been a fan for as long as I've been of uh, the band, but I just didn't think we'd be here having conversations like this 25 years after the fact. You know, when I was growing up in the late 80s, early 90s. And I'm, I'm just so happy that bands such as yourself and Obituary, you're still out there, you're still doing everything. We've all got grey through our beards, let's face it, but we're all still as enthusiastic about it. You as a musician and, and me as a quasi-journalist type doing this. You know, and well, I, it's true. Yeah. yeah, I'm just yeah. so grateful for it, man. I, well, you know, count me in there as well. I'm, I'm beyond grateful. You know, it, it just, it amazes me to, uh, you know, whenever we show up places and, and, you know, guys that, that probably uh, come across very much as, as myself or yourself, mm. you know, uh, uh, with, the, with the gray and the beard. And, uh, there, there they are, and there they are with their, their young son or, son or daughter, yeah. you know, bringing them to the show. So it's like, mm. uh, it's very inspirational, you know. I've, 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 uh, it's a pleasure to see. 
Mm. You um you spent a lot of time with Pantera on the road back in the day. I do remember. I didn't go to the gig back in the day with Pantera when you uh, when you came down here in two thousand and one or two. I think it was. But I heard, it was oh one. Oh yeah. one. Yeah. There you go. I certainly heard a lot about it, and uh, not so much from you you guys there. But I think it was the 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 tour, and I could be wrong here, but I'll, I'll ask it anyway. Where Pantera more or less completely imploded. Oh, I, was, I know some mates were out and about on the town and they caught up with Diamond. He was in a foul mood after one of the gigs and it was just a sad thing to sort yeah. of see from the sidelines. But was that your take on things as well? It, well, it, it was. I mean, you could tell that there were there was some tension there. And, it, you know, it, it literally was uh, like just about their last thing they did. I mean, they did one yeah. little short run uh, to, to my recollection Um right after that i believe in the u.s or maybe it was a little short european run i'm, I'm not sure but mm. but it was over shortly thereafter yeah it was uh it was one of their last things but we to be honest we still had a fantastic time on that trip mm. and and uh you know there was a lot of partying as as, as as well well documented you know i mean dime was having a, a great time and uh you know we we were you know we obviously we were old friends with them already by that point but uh mm. It was a very fun tour, but yeah, there was some tension there. You could you could see it bubbling up, and uh, you know you could kind of tell that maybe the the days of the band were numbered, you know. So, but we were it was a, it was a real it was a real honor for us to be able to come down to to Australia and New Zealand with them, you know. And, and sadly, that was the last time, as I just mentioned, <laughs> that mm. we were there as a four piece. It's just it's it's so insane. It's uh, yeah, that has taken us this long, but here, here we come. We're coming anyway. How, how, how great is the change in the band between the trio and the four piece? I know Pepper's a force of nature. You know, I mean, he's up there. He's very charismatic yeah. and all the rest of it. But from your perspective, right. being, being on stage, are they like being in two different bands? Uh, well, you know, to, in some respect, I mean, anytime you throw another another human in the mix, there's a there's a, there's a, a different dynamic, you know. And obviously, we spent so long uh traveling and recording as a four piece it's just a natural thing you know and and i mean uh the downtime that we had uh no pun intended you know uh, and we were able to to scratch out a couple more three piece records when yeah. you, you know when uh when down was was very busy for those several years That's right, yeah. we were always we were always in touch with pep and um you know and we we even had the pleasure of the, the three piece of playing on some festival dates uh with down and when and when that occurred, it would, which was several occasions, he would come up and we would, you know, do songs. You know, do he he would come up and join us on stage, yeah. you know, and we would do songs. And it was just, we all knew it was just a matter of time. We talked about it for a couple of years before it actually yeah. came together. But it was it was a matter of when the time was right, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'd, see, I I don't know whether a lot of more recent fans will know that Pepper only joined the band at about nineteen ninety or nineteen ninety one or so. You guys have been going for almost a decade beforehand. Yeah, well, you know, he, we, the band started in '82, okay. and yeah. to be honest, he he uh, he came up in '89. He came up from New Orleans in '89 and pretty much joined the band then. Okay. So I mean, he's been he's a, he's practically an you know an OG. He's been there long enough to yeah definitely. To, uh, you know, and then and then shortly thereafter, we recorded the Blind album, which was actually released in '91. So there you go. Um, that's it. You know, there you go. Yeah. yeah. That's it. I, I, one of the ways that I remember getting into you guys was Kim Thale from Soundgarden used to wear a Corrosion of Conformity t-shirt. 
Um, right. You remember those days before the internet where you, the only way you sort of knew if a band was cool or not is if bands thanked them in their liners on their <laughs> albums or if they wore the T-shirt. I mean, that's all you literally had to go on. Um, right, sometimes, yeah, true. Yeah. But do, do, you, do you still get a lot of your contemporaries? Because I really feel like Corrosion of Conformity is like a a musician's band, if that makes sense. You know, you get a lot of respect from fellow musicians. Yeah. Do, do, you, do you think that's well, yeah, the case? That, that, that's, that's still, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, some, sometimes it's it's very much reciprocated. Like in the, in the, uh, you know, he's talking about Kim Thiel and stuff. Uh, of course, we we had the pleasure of of touring with those guys uh, mm. more than once, uh, a couple of couple of good tours. But yeah, and those guys, you know, Kim, we we, we go to Seattle, and uh, you know, Kim and and uh, Ben Shepard still, you know, they'll they'll appear out of nowhere and they'll be at the show, you know, and come and say hey and well, uh, yeah. hang out and so you know, so there's you know, it's like those old friendships and uh, but yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying, like a, a musician's band, in in some respects, yeah. Yep. I mean, that, people people <laughs> have told me that before, and and you know, and there's other bands that I think uh, you know, Soundgarden being one of them, where they're you know, even though they have a massive fan base, I think they are also a, a musician's band just because right, they're, yeah. they're very, you know, they're, the, the, the rhythms and, the, you know, and the guitar work and everything is just so phenomenal. It draws you in, you know? Yeah. Any band that has like, odd time signatures, like what they had, you know, that, that seven, eight time signature thing that they used to do. Um, generally yeah. speaking, that becomes a musician's band, I think, because we don't want straight ahead things. We want things to have a slight kink to them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> well, yep. mate, it's been a pleasure chatting to you. Look, good luck with everything, and congratulations on an outstanding career so far. Long may you keep on doing what you're doing, and I'll certainly be in the uh, crowd uh, when you guys come down. Oh, uh, thank you so much, Andrew. I, I, I appreciate the kind words, and it's a pleasure talking to you. And if you're at the gig, uh, please feel free to pop up and, and and say hello and introduce yourself, and and it'll be a pleasure to meet you. Oh, thank you, brother. That's really kind of you. Yeah, I'll try and do that. No worries. Okay, bro. Okay. Have a good day. You too, mate. No worries. Thanks again. See yeah, man. All right. Bye. You've been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List Online, and my name is Andrew Mackay-Smith. That interview subject was Woody Weatherman from the Carolina Outfit. I suppose you'd call them that because most of the band are from there in the United States, although Pepper is a proud New Orleanian. I suppose that's the right term. I hope it is anyway. But the band, of course, is Corrosion of Conformity. What an outstanding band and uh, really enjoyed that conversation with Woody. Thanks so much for listening.